Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. I'm here to talk about life, man. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Twan. Back with another episode of the Open Minded Podcast, episode 16. So glad to bring this next episode to you guys. I know it's been a couple of weeks. Once again, I said on my last podcast, I will not be putting out a podcast unless I know it's ready. Um, It's willing and ready for entertainment. Um, And I finally got... You know, some good topics for y'all, some good content. So I'm definitely ready to put out this podcast. Um, thank you guys for patiently waiting. I truly appreciate it. Um, like I said, it's episode 16 of the Open of the Open Minded Podcast. Um, the date is June 8th, 2018. Technically, it's June 9th, 2018 because it's about 12:02 right now. But you get the drift. You know what I mean? Uh, so we here, we live, man. Once again, I want to appreciate all my listeners. Thank you guys for listening. Um, the movement is moving. You know what I'm saying? The Open Minded Podcast, we out here. You know what I'm saying? We grinding. We moving. Episode 16. So happy to bring this episode to you guys. Um, so on the Anchor app, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate Anchor app for allowing me to start my movement, start my podcast, um, start my fan base. I'm truly appreciative. Um so I'm gonna get straight into it, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just wanna further. I, I, I wanna. <laughs> I wanna start off the episode by saying, "Happy birthday to me." Um, now, now though it is June 8th, technically June 9th, 2018. Uh, my birthday was this past weekend, uh, which was May 31st, 2018. Um, I am now the tender age of 27 years old. I want to thank God. I want to thank my mom. You know what I'm saying? I want to thank everybody that's in my life for blessing me um, to be able to see this age. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I'm um, 2018, man. I'm 27 years old. You know what I'm saying? I'm grinding. I'm moving. I'm truly appreciative. I'm blessed to be in the position that I am in life. I mean, I can only thank God for that. Um, You know what I'm saying? My body, (laughs) I'm definitely feeling it now. Uh, You know what I'm saying? Not going to lie. Whenever I'm down hooping on the court or something like that, I definitely got to stretch or, you know what I'm saying, loosen up a little bit. Definitely getting a little stiff. You know what I'm saying? So, 27 has definitely been, you know what I'm saying, for the surprises as far as physical goes. Um, definitely have to get acclimated and get used to, you know what I'm saying, stretching every single freaking day, which is annoying, but it is what it is. Um, but this has been a special birthday, man, to be honest with you. I'm not about to sit here and, <laughs> and toot my own horn. I'm not going to do that. Uh, but something significant, something, um, in my opinion, is a true blessing, something that was extraordinary, something that was out of the ordinary, uh, definitely happened uh, on my 27th birthday. Uh, so just to get into it, basically what happened was uh, last weekend, um, I took my mom, I took my beautiful wife. And I took my grandmother out uh, to Golden Corral to celebrate my birthday this past weekend. Uh, it was definitely uh, a phenomenal situation to spend uh, my 27th birthday with the three most important women in my life. Uh, like I said, my grandma, my beautiful wife, my beautiful mother. Um, was able to all take them all out to Golden Corral. We definitely had a great time. We enjoyed each other's company. We laughed. We talked. We you know, we just enjoyed each other's company and we just enjoyed and enjoyed, enjoyed each other's time. Um, and I definitely thank God uh, for that opportunity and for that time. Uh, like I said, um, celebrating my birthday, but some something extraordinary happened. You know what I'm saying? While we were there, so 
basically, uh, we were there eating, talking, um, just basically catching up. You know what I'm saying? I don't get to see my mom every day. I don't get to see my grandmother every day. Uh, so me and my wife were just basically just catching them up on our day-to-day lives. They was telling us the things that happened in their lives. So it was just a good time. Um, so we were sitting down talking and eating. Um, and while we were eating, uh, there was a man that sat ex- um, directly behind me. Um, and he was just eating. He was actually by himself. Um, he wasn't talking to a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? It just seemed like he was just there for a meal, which obviously we're at a restaurant, so I completely understand. Um, so as we're talking and eating, you know what I'm saying? And we're just enjoying each other's company. Um, I feel a brief swipe on my back. Um, and as I turn around, um, the guy who was sitting behind me started to tap me on the shoulder. Um, and he was briefly screaming help. Um, and that threw me off. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, man, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? I look behind me and the man's choking. He's choking to death, man. He can't breathe. Um, his eyes are kind of rolling in the back of his head. Um, he's grasping at his throat. It was a, definitely a scary situation. I've never been in that predicament before. Now, when I'm in college and when I was in high school, um, they, they, you know, they have CPR classes and stuff like that, but I never thought I was going to be able to use him. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, that stuff doesn't happen to me. That's, 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 that stuff hasn't happened in my lifetime, so I'm not going to need to use it. Well, I was wrong. You know what I'm saying? I was definitely blessed uh, to be a part of those classes, those CPR classes, because this 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 gentleman was definitely choking to death. So when he tapped me on the shoulder, I looked behind me. You know what I'm saying? He's that, like I said, man, he's grasping at his throat. He's coughing. He's turning blue. I'm nervous on my mind. Uh, I was a little dramatic. I'm not going to sit here and lie. You can ask my wife, my grandma, and my, and my mother. They definitely tell you the same thing. Uh, so what I did was, as soon as I see him choking, I definitely, I, I jumped out of my seat. I actually threw my seat out the way. I threw my chair out the way so I could get a hold of this man. You know what I'm saying? And definitely try to get a good grip on him because he was a bigger guy. Um, so basically what I did was, I threw my chair out the way. I grabbed him by the stomach. And um, I pressed my my uh, my thumb knuckle um, and just embraced his stomach really hard. And start pressing against his stomach really hard, man. Um, I did it for about five, about five solid presses to the stomach, and then I felt a Brussels sprout smack me in the hand, <laughs> um, and then a lot of spit on my hand, you know, which is a little uncomfortable. I'm not gonna lie, um, but it, but the gentleman definitely spit up uh, the Brussels sprout, and that's what he was choking on. So. Um, I was definitely in a position where I was able to save a man's life. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not telling you guys this just to brag or nothing like that. I'm just telling you what happened in my life. And I just want to take this time out to say I thank God for putting me in that position. uh, Because we was actually questioning if we wanted to go to uh, Golden Corral that day. Uh, We was talking about going to Applebee's. We was talking about going to Golden uh, or to Olive Garden. So there's definitely a plethora amount of uh, restaurants we were debating upon before we chose Golden Corral. Um, and my grandmother loves Golden Corral, so that's why we chose it initially. Um, so us to be in that position where I'm able to help that human being, man, it obviously was definitely God. So I want to thank God, you know what I'm saying, for me being able to help that gentleman. Uh, the guy was definitely remorseful. He was definitely appreciative. He thanked me day in and day out. Uh, and then when we were actually leaving the restaurant after we got done eating, um, he hugged me, he shook my hand, he said, thank you, I appreciate you, 
Uh, you're definitely a blessing. So it just, it's honestly, man, it just, it just, it just made me feel good to be, to have that type of impact on somebody's life. Uh, for me to be the vessel of God and just to represent him and be able to help somebody in any way I can. It meant a lot. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to sit there and act like it didn't mean nothing to me. So I want to say I thank God for that, for, for that young gentleman being able to breathe um, and be able to live uh, past this situation. I thank God that I was in a position where I could help him um, and just continue to let your love and your presence and it will be felt in everybody's life. Lord, I thank you, God, for that. I thank you for that, Jesus. So, you could say, you know, that I'm a hero. I don't like to wear a cape. I don't like to wear a mask. I'm just the type of guy that goes around and helps people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm out here, man. You know what I'm saying? But nah, for real, man. I, I like I said, man. I appreciate God for putting me in that position, for me to for for giving me that mentality to, to be able to help that gentleman. So I'm glad that he's okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad that he was thankful. Um, hopefully he's careful going forward you know what I'm saying but it was that, but that's definitely an experience that I will never forget and it's something that I could tell my kids so I'm definitely blessed in that regard for sure um, the next topic I want to talk about man if you're a huge uh, basketball fan regardless of who you like you know the finals have been going on this week and unfortunately even though I'm a huge fan of LeBron James probably my Second or third favorite player ever. Um, and I definitely think he's the best player to ever play the game. Um, him and the Cleveland Cavaliers were in the NBA Finals with the Golden State Warriors. Every, if, Like I said, if you're a huge fan of the NBA, you know the Warriors are a phenomenal, basically an all-star team, the Western Conference all-star teams. They got four all-stars uh, for two years running. Kevin Durant, um, Clay Thompson, Stephen Curry, and Draymond Green. Uh, they've been named to the All-Star team four times in a row, um, and they went up against the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James, and unfortunately today, they uh, swept the Cavs in four games. Um, they was able to get it done. Um, so, after watching the finals, you know what I'm saying, and just be able to watch the whole NBA season as a whole, um, I thought a good subject and a good topic for my podcast would be my opinion on super teams. Now, Everybody has an opinion during the finals, during the during the regular season, during the offseason. Everybody has an opinion that they're entitled to and they're able to express. Um, I try to stay on Facebook during situations like this because I hate to see people that don't agree with me. I'm going to just be honest, okay? Um, I'm very a straight shooter. I feel how I feel. And when people don't agree with me, I get defensive and I feel away and I feel like I need to respond. So during the NBA finals, I try to stay off of Facebook. I try to stay off social media so I could just have a unbiased perspective and I could just watch the game. Um, now, what I saw was the best player ever in LeBron James um, single-handedly willed his team to the NBA finals. Uh, throughout the Eastern Conference Finals when a lot of people, including myself, definitely did not have them making it out of the Eastern Conference Finals um, and making it to the NBA Finals. I definitely thought that Boston would at least be able to beat them, but they beat Boston in seven. Um, so I definitely respect that in that regard. And that just shows how great of a player LeBron James is in, in uh, his own right. Uh, but they ran up against an all-star studded team. You know what I'm saying, like I said, the Golden State Warriors are in the Western Conference. They're playing in the tougher. They're playing in the def, in a tougher conference, and they're playing against a team that's a lot better. You know what I'm saying? So LeBron James is definitely a superstar. Kevin Love was an all-star, but if you have somebody that's an all, uh, an all-star, 
and then you have somebody that's a superstar on one team, and then you have two superstars and two all-stars on another team, obviously you're going to give it to the latter team. And the Warriors definitely had a better team, man. They definitely showed. Now, LeBron James, true to form, showed out. You know what I'm saying? The first game, he dropped 51. Uh, I believe he averaged about 35, 9, and 10 uh, over the course of these finals. So he's about a, a rebound shy of, a, uh, of averaging a triple-double for the second straight year in the finals. Um, but this whole scenario got me thinking about the super team aspect. Now, in my opinion... A lot of people are not going to agree with this, and I really don't care. That's why I got my own podcast to express my beliefs. You know what I'm saying? Leave a comment, DM me, whatever, man, if you feel away. Now, in my opinion, the whole concept of the super team aspect of the NBA, I ain't got a problem with it. Now, coming from somebody that is a basketball player, I want to play with the best players. I want to win. I don't like to lose. So when I'm going into any game, I don't care if it's a rec ball, I don't care if it's college, high school, I don't care what it is. Every level I play with, I want to play with the best players. So in order to play with the best, the best players, you have to observe and watch and see who is good and who's not. And I feel like uh, this 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 dates back, in my opinion, all the way to the Rockets when they had Akeem Olajuwon in his later years, as well as uh, um, Charles Barkley and, and and Clyde Drexler. You know what I'm saying? In that situation. That was a super team, you know what I'm saying? And nobody likes to talk about that. And I know a lot of times on um, TNT on ESP or or TNT NBA, Charles Barkley likes to talk about how LeBron James created this uh, super team aspect, but then it's now biting him in the butt. But Charles Barkley was part of a super team, like I said, uh, with uh, Akeem Olajuwon and Clyde Drexler at Houston. It didn't work out for him. That's probably why he's, he's a bitter. But LeBron James obviously played for the Miami Heat and played with all-stars uh, Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade, and they won two rings there. You know what I'm saying? So, in that regard, the super team aspect worked out for him. But, as he went to um, Cleveland, he went, like, that was a super team. Kevin uh, Love was a borderline all uh, superstar, definitely an all-star, averaging 26-14 and 14 the year before they uh, all got together. Kyrie was averaging 24 a game, his highest uh, in his career, before uh, LeBron came back. So, Everybody in their own regard was an all-star. You know what I'm saying? And then LeBron was able to play with them and elevate them. Now, in my opinion, if you have an issue with being with the super teams, if you're in the NBA, get better. Elevate your game. Work on the things that these all that, that these all-stars or superstars have, and then you will be able to be an all-star and a superstar. I think it's that simple. When I was in high school, uh, my ninth grade year, I went off for the basketball team. I got cut. You know what I'm saying? I I wasn't as good as I needed to be to make the team. You know what I did? I went in the gym and got better. Every day during the summer, I worked out. I worked on my game. I got everything complete to when I came back my sophomore year, I was undeniably the best player on the team, and it showed. I was able to dress varsity and then become all-conference in my senior year uh, in uh, high school. So I don't want to hear the situation where all these NBA players have a ceiling and they can't be as good as LeBron, so it's corny for LeBron and KD to link up with players. No. LeBron James and Kevin Durant knows the value that they bring to a team and how they felt was, man, man, I can't single-handedly carry a team because basketball and any sport is a team sport. There's five guys on the court. So let me get with another four guys that are just as good, if not complimentary to me, to where I can get better. And that's what they did. And in result, they, they both won. Kevin Durant now with two rings, two finals MVPs. LeBron James with three rings, three finals MVPs. So if you question 
their motives, if you want to question their competitive spirit, that's corny to me, man, because in my opinion, I see two great players that wanted to win and their respective teams could not get them to that. And in result, they went to teams that could get them there. And in result, they won. So you can't question if they're winners. You can't question if they're clutch. Because when they were in the position that they wanted to be in, they strived and they were able to pull up multiple rings. So in my opinion, that that NBA super team stuff doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? You have to respect the players that are in the NBA. Then you have an issue with the players. Obviously, us as fans can't control that. You just have to respect the product that's on the floor. But if you're in the NBA and you have a problem with that, Fix it. Get better. Get on the level of these all-stars or superstars, and then you can change the whole dynamic of the game and possibly change history and the NBA. If you want to complain but don't do nothing about it, I can't respect that, man. So to everybody linking up, man, I salute y'all. LeBron James, um, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, uh, Stephen Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, uh, Kevin Durant, everybody linking up, man. Get as many rings as possible because the only reason to win a ring is to satisfy the media because at the end of the day, the NBA is a job and the goal is to make as much money as possible. And if you want to win rings, that's just satisfying the media. You can let the media try to dog you and disrespect you now that you're actually winning, but you're linking up with a super team. But so what? I mean, at the end of the day, those rings fit well. Um, those rings worth a lot of money. You making a lot of money and you win a lot of championships. So don't let nobody get y'all down, man. Those 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 all stars and superstars that's linking up with with great players. I respect y'all and keep getting rings, man. Keep making the people mad. They already hating, but never stop. DJ Khaled voice. Yeah, <laughs> we out here, man. Um, I kind of want to shift uh, the momentum to um, a segment that I've uh, showed and introduced to the podcast for the last couple of weeks, which is the NBA comparisons. This week, I want to talk about uh, the New York Knicks, Christoph Przingis, um, and the Dallas Mavericks journeyman and um, Dirk Nowinski. I think these two are perfect and phenomenal. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but I think these two are perfect to compare and to contrast because they have the both similar game that are both overseas players. Uh, Dirk is from Germany. I'm not sure where Kristoff is from, but they're both overseas. Um, they're both seven-footers that can shoot the hell out of the three, which I respect because in my regard in basketball, in my career, I was viewed as a big man, but I, I love shooting the three ball. I think I'm rather good at it, so I can definitely relate to these two players. Um, so just to give you all a couple of uh, stats uh, to compare the two, uh, Dirk Nowinski, over his 20-year career, he's averaging 21.2 points. 7.7 rebounds and 2.5 assists. Christoph Porzingis is averaging 22.7 points, 6.6 rebounds, and 1.2 assists over his three-year stint. Obviously, Dirk has been in the league 18 years more than, uh, I'm sorry, 17 years more than Christoph Porzingis. Uh, but I think their game is so similar because, like I said, they can both shoot the three. They're both from overseas. They're both not as post-related, but they're both, like I said, kind of perimeter, um, kind of going into the new age of what the league is. Um, and I think they're both phenomenal and tremendous players in their own right. Now, if you look at their both careers, obviously you have to give the uh, snide to Dirk Nowitzki. Now, Dirk Nowitzki has won the um, uh, NBA Finals. Um, he's won the championship with the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, he's been the Finals MVP. And he beat the illustrious super team that I mentioned prior uh, to this segment uh, with Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, and LeBron James in 2011. 
when he got his only ring. He beat the super team, and he did not have a super team. So Dirk definitely has the edge as far as career when you compare the two players. But in my opinion, talent-wise, Kristoff is definitely better. Kristoff can definitely handle the ball a little better. Um, shooting aspect, it's a little arguable. Uh, right now, obviously, you would probably take Dirk, but I think in definitely years to come, it, you would definitely change your mind and say that Porzingis is the better shooter. Porzingis is definitely more athletic than uh, Dirk was. Porzingis is three inches taller than Dirk. Uh, uh, Porzingis is 7'3", Dirk is 7 foot. Um, and I just think his whole skill set as a whole is probably a little better than Dirk, in my opinion. Um, Dirk is definitely a Hall of Famer, first bout. Uh, he's a phenomenal player in his own right. But I think in years to come, as long as Brzezinga's can stay healthy, uh, barring any other issues, I know he tours ACL um, halfway through this season. So, prayfully, he's getting back to normal. But if you're trying to compare the two, I think Brzezinga definitely has a better upside. I think he's more skilled. I think uh, the Knicks either have to get better or he has to go somewhere else just to try to get some hardware as far as rings go. Uh, but I think he's definitely a more skilled player. He's more athletic. Um, but I think in regard, I think there's definitely two players that are phenomenal players. They'll definitely be first battle Hall of Famers. But I definitely think if you're comparing the two, if you want to be the pick today who I want on my team, um, I would definitely take Porzingis. Like I said, I think he's a little more skilled. Um, I think he has a little more back to the basket, and I think he can uh, kind of spread the floor out a little more and put it on the deck a little more than Dirk. Just from a skills perspective, but like I said, um, as far as the career goes, Dirk definitely has the edge. But I'm going with Porzingis, so that's just what it is. Um, some new shows is coming out. Um, definitely want to keep an eye out for Orange is the New Black Season 6. That comes out June 27, 2018, so couple of weeks. Um, I'm a huge fan of Orange is the New Black. Been watching it since, since season one. Um, I'm a huge, huge fan of Dasha Polanco. That woman is gorgeous. Uh, she plays Daya in uh, Orange is the New Black. That is my crush outside of my wife. I love you, baby. Um, I don't want to get smacked or end up sleeping on the couch. Um, but Dasha Polanco is definitely uh, a gorgeous woman and a great actor. From the plays that uh, plays in Orange is the New Black. Just a bit of a backstory. Orange is the New Black is basically about a female prison. Uh, basically, the day-to-day issues that female prisoners go through. It's a lot different than the locked-up situation on Netflix where they follow men. Uh, this is kind of a, a, a drama series, but it definitely deals with uh, women's and real-life problems. So I definitely love the uh, the actual concept of Orange is the New Black. And like I said, new season's coming out, season six. Uh, June 27th, so definitely keep an eye out for that. I would definitely be in tune. Uh, I may binge watch on one weekend and watch. It's usually about 14, 15 episodes, so I'll probably binge watch in about a day or two. I'm um, definitely come back to you guys with a new episode, uh, what you got and, and what I think about it, so stay tuned for that. <laughs> definitely a fan. Um, and as far as music goes, to kind of wrap it up, my boy, uh, I spoke about him a couple podcasts before. My boy Nick Grant dropped a new mixtape. Um, it's called Dreaming Out Loud. Um, definitely a fire mixtape. Honestly, Nick Grant's in my top five as far as rappers goes. I think lyrically, he may be top three. He's a killer with the bars, man. He spits real. Um, I love his metaphors. I love his, his uh, compare and contrast. Um, I love his personifications. I just like the way he puts words together. Um, and how he relates them to, to uh, nowadays. Nick Grant's definitely a problem. Um, a couple of songs that I love off the album are the 96 Bulls, uh, Nick Boombaye featuring DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled gave him a, a feature. 
and I respect that. DJ Khaled definitely sees the uh, talent in uh, Nick Grant. Um, and All in Stride, that may be my favorite song. Nick Grant is just a lyrical beast, a lyrical genius. He's a dog. He's from South Carolina. Um, so I first heard about him on The Breakfast Club uh, with DJ Angie. Uh, I'm sorry, DJ Envy, Charlamagne the God, and uh, Angela Yee. Uh, they had him on their front interview. And that man just spits fires, man. Spits fire. I don't know why I said fires with the nest. That was woozy. Um, but he had a, a mixtape. Uh, man, I'm woozy with the words. A mixtape last year in 2017 called Return of the Cool. Once I got hit to that, I probably banged it for about three months straight. And now that he came out with, with uh, this uh, new mixtape, Dreaming Out Loud, I'm definitely banging it heavy in rotation. Uh, those three songs are just, you know what I'm saying, like, the iceberg of what it really is, man. The tip of the iceberg, but definitely, man. If, if uh, you get a chance, shout out to Nick Grant, fire album, fire mixtape. I mean, uh, dreaming out loud. Definitely check it out. Um, it's definitely, you know, what I'm saying for any listeners that need to hear it, he's definitely on the way. Hopefully, man, he gets um, a couple of mainstream approvals so he can definitely be exposed to the world. But definitely a fan of Nick Grant. So salute you, my brother. All right, y'all, I appreciate you for your time, man. Definitely want to leave you guys with a prayer. Lord, uh, Father, I thank you for this opportunity once again. Thank you for uh, my many listeners. Thank you for uh, just continuing to let your love and your presence and your will be felt in the Open Minded Podcast movement. Uh, just continue to bless, Lord, and just continue, Lord, to let us continue to grow together. Um, and I appreciate you for this opportunity and having Lord to take full advantage of it, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray, Lord. Please protect all my lips. Please bless him and protect all my listeners out there as well, Lord. Let your love and your presence in your will be felt in their lives, Lord. In your name, Jesus Christ, we pray, Lord. All right, y'all. I love y'all, man. I appreciate y'all, man, for your ears, for your eyes, for listening, paying attention. Um, just continue to stay strong, continue to stay blessed, and above all, man, stay open-minded. Love is love. Peace.